listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. Top of the morning to you. It's Super Bowl 58 week. How the heck are you? Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network, Florida Sports Network. Com. Hope you had a great weekend. Hope the storms didn't uh, hit you too badly yesterday throughout Florida. They were pretty wicked in parts. What, hail in southwest Florida, a tornado in the Duval County and uh, just west of Jacksonville? I mean, it's some nasty weather yesterday. How are you? I'm good. Avoided all the weather. Stayed inside. Stayed dry. Well, good. Watched all that, uh, all that golf from Pebble. <laughs> you mean oh, the 54-hole tournament that they had with no cut? Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I thought they were saying all day they were going to play and finish it today. And then all of a sudden it gets an ad. Nah, we're done. So, Mark, if we can review, how, was that a full field? No, that was a limited field event. It was like invitation only, right? Correct. Uh, how many holes they play? Well, they played 54. Oh, okay. Uh, does that count as a win? The world golf ranking points? Sure does, David. Get into the masters and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. All those qualifications. Two year exemption on tour and all that. Huh? World ranking points and everything. Really? Boy, about the only thing that was missing was the shotgun start. And a pair of shorts. Huh. Interesting. I must say for the first time ever, because of Pebble being rained out yesterday, there was nothing on. Right. I mean, there was nothing on yesterday. You had a one o'clock college basketball game. You had some six. Th- if you were really into college hoop, there was a couple other games at around 630. Didn't you have a little uh, Wisconsin-Purdue? Wisconsin-Purdue at one and Illinois right. played at like 630. Right. In their, game against Nebraska went overtime. Right. Between that, 3 o'clock, I'm like, oh, I'll put on Pebble. It'll be pretty. Right. And then immediately when I put it on, I was watching shots that I'd watched from the day before. They just ah. replayed Saturday's route. Gotcha. So one of the things about cutting the cord is that when I had direct TV, I did not have the CW. One of the things I get with YouTube TV is the CW. Did you watch LIV golf? You're damn right I did. Wow. Okay. All right. Because there were a few people who did what you did. My guess is that was the most people who have ever watched LIV golf was yesterday. I think you're right. So I think there are a decent number of people that tuned it in for the first time and also tuned in their broadcast for the first time, which is a very different broadcast. Very quick. I didn't realize we were going to go here. Go. What did you think? I I did not have a lot of, I did not have the volume on. I okay. literally just watched the golf. You know, I'm not a fan of, because I've seen it before when I've been at a, at a restaurant when it's been on. I'm not a big fan of how their scoreboard works with all the team flags and everything running know. down the left side of the television. You've got the entire leaderboard, but it also has the team leaderboard and it also has their little team insignia next to each of the players' names. Right, and it's if you don't know, if you were to split the screen in, what would you say, fifths? 
maybe. It's like 20% of the screen, and it's top to bottom on the left side. That's their continuous scoreboard. They do individuals, and then they do the team tallies because, you know, they're big into that. But I don't like the scoreboard, but they put a lot of golf on. A lot of golf. A lot of golf. A lot of golf. Not a lot of walking, not a lot of, you know, uh, lining up putts. It's golf, 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 golf. What I thought was interesting because of, you know, one of the things you talked about, not liking the shotgun start. They had a playoff yesterday. They had a three-way tie for much of the day up at the top of the leaderboard. Three to go. Two to go. One to go. Thought it was just an interesting way of letting right. the audience know that here we are. This is the end. So I thought that, you know, someone who's watching golf their whole life, that was very different to me. So, okay. And it is something to get used to when wearing shorts. Well, there's no doubt. The whole thing looks different, and every now and then uh, you're like, wait a minute, do I hear music? Is that music? Oh, yeah, they're, they're blaring music on the course. Okay, it's like that group that's, you know, uh, walking around with the, you know, back in the day, the boom box. You and I both know a guy who brought his boom box to the course. Okay, couldn't play without it. You know, and a lot of us now, David, because of the different speakers, Bushnell is a speaker. I mean, I've got a big speaker. I have my own golf cart. I have a large speaker. I can play music loudly if I want to on the golf course. And I play music every time I play golf. So most of us now do. There's more. In fact, when I play golf, there are more people that have music in their carts that don't. So, does that mean that uh, LIV golf is actually trendy, cool, uh, not awful? Not that one. I'll go with. Okay, it definitely was not awful. It had a nice playoff. Okay. Hey, all, some names, right? You know, top ten on the leaderboard was Rom and DJ and Cam Smith. The playoff was, uh, you know, what, Joaquin Neiman and Sergio, right? You know, some names there. Hey, uh, how many guys do you think at your golf course are gonna maybe uh, blare through their speakers a little Tracy Chapman, Luke Combs, or either Tracy Chapman? Or Luke Combs. Probably more Luke Combs than Tracy Chapman. But um, I don't know. She's trending now. She's number one on iTunes, baby, after last night. It was very cool. They got to do a studio version together. I don't know if I'd go that far. They could make a lot of money on it. Think about that. It's funny. She's not seemingly into what most everyone in her industry is into. She's not. You know, I mean, she's done, what, three live performances now in 15 years? I think after her appearance on the Grammys last night. And one of the other ones was on Letterman, one of his final shows. I mean, it's, you know, she's, she is a, uh, what's the adjective I'm looking for before artist? Okay, she's, uh, she's certainly, she's a different artist. Okay, she's not into all the trappings and uh, that. Well, I mean, the that song are. was big in 35 years ago. 1990, right. Uh-huh. But, you know, I mean, they're, you know, are the folks in the 70s and 80s who had hits. They're still touring. I, mean, I got some you. Of them, some of them were getting together and touring together. You're right. And charging a lot of money for their shows, too. 
man, you can't go see music now, seemingly for like less than 150 bucks. That's a cheap seat. Yeah, right. I'm just talking about getting in. You're right. Hell, in some places, just to park. <laughs> but, so, I don't know if you saw it last night on the Grammys. Tracy Chapman, Luke Combs, it was cool. He covered her hit from 1990, Fast Cars, on his album last year. He said that that song, his dad played it all the time, and he just fell in love with it, and it was made him happy. It inspired him. And so then, obviously, when he became a thing, and he wanted to honor her and the song and what it meant to him in his life, and so he covered it. And he did a really good job, and it won awards and which meant that since tracy chapman owns the song and everything to it she won awards you know songwriters of the year blah 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 and she had and some of those awards she had never won before so and and he's going to perform with the grammys last night and well she joins him which was a surprise luke combs was on the docket but not tracy so that was pretty cool to see, I, I freaked out when she stuck because she was playing the guitar too. Right, she started. Yeah, it was Pretty excellent. Cool. It was excellent. We, you know, I, I thank my mother who was over for dinner last night who wanted to watch the Grammys. I turned off Illinois Nebraska heading into the second half and into overtime for the start of the Grammys for my mother. Wow. I mean, you turned off Illinois Nebraska. Yep. Wow. What for the a Grammys. Bar. The- the Grammys had to meet last night. Illinois, Nebraska, they had to topple. Hey, for Man. me to turn a sporting event off in my house for the Grammys, it takes something. <laughs> Illinois, Nebraska just didn't just didn't cut it last night. I mean, you didn't this wasn't gymnastics, you know. Well, we wouldn't have turned it for gymnastics. I, I understand. I understand. You would have been like lobbying the whole time. Honey, they're saying on Twitter that, you know, it's just uh, live and, and she hasn't performed. And, and, and it's like, what are, you, what are you kidding? We got Olivia d- d- done here on the floor exercise, Mark. It's just uh, not turning this off. All right. So anyway, download it if you missed it. It's everywhere. It's really good. I listen. I have no idea. I didn't watch. All right. I caught the performance, you know, right after it happened. And I've watched it like three times. It's awesome. But <laughs> apparently, this is going to be a shock. Uh, Taylor Swift won a bunch of awards. Can you believe that? Yeah. All right. A, uh, she's pretty popular. B, uh, apparently, half of North America has seen this tour. So it's not a shock that she won a Grammy or two last night. There, have you seen the Ed Sheeran cutaway? So she wins something. I don't know. She gives a speech. It's what you do. And uh, it, it's over. And so everyone's applauding. They, they go to someone, a woman. She's applauding. They go to Ed Sheeran. He's sitting at his table. He's applauding. He turns to the person next to him and he says, bull blank. Clear as day, right? It can't miss it. All of us who watch sports for a living were like, he just said that was mm-mm-mm. awesome. Best well, she cutaway did, of the night. She did announce that her new album instead of a speech, which I thought was interesting to say the very least. She's done that twice now. 
Is that uh, her last album was announced via? I don't know if it was the Grammys, but it was an award show. Well, captive audience. Yeah, I, I know, I know. That's all right. She didn't thank him. Apparently, she should she have done it at the Super times. Bowl. She so- he, he 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 got nothing. He didn't make the survey last night. Okay, he did not you know mention uh, her boyfriend. So you know for what it's worth. But then again, I mean, what did he have to do with her music? Not I mean, a damn saw, thing. No, I mean he saw a show or two. I was he saw two shows that we know of. Yeah, we haven't hit the wave yet where some songs are about him. That'll be in about a year. <laughs> of course, we don't know how those songs are going to go. <laughs> Depends on how the Super Bowl goes. A lot of pressure on Travis. If he doesn't win, could be the end of this relationship. Miller and Moulton, the starting five, 25 minutes away. You're listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. 21 minutes past the hour, top of the morning to you. How the heck are you? I hope you had a great weekend, and thanks for starting your week off with us. Miller Moulton, Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. You know, Mark and I have been doing this a, a while, and so we we always, the two weeks in between the conference championship games and the Super Bowls, it's always like, so when do you start talking about the game? When do you, you know, the last week is, nah, it's too too early. And, and then it's like, you're leaving this week. Uh, well, th- when are we going to start peeling the onion on the sucker? I, I mean, it's one game. That's it. Uh, you know, they're, they're both really good. Uh, you know, uh, uh, how deep into this thing we going to go? I almost look at it the way we looked at Radio Row, David. When we got to Radio Row, a lot of years we would go, we would get there sometimes on Tuesday. And Tuesday, Radio Row was dead. By Wednesday, things are starting to happen. Signs of life. And then obviously right. on Thursday, it's a full-on affair. So I I mean, we can start today. Just uh, How about this? Can I do one of the things that I used to like to do, and I actually have the correct answers? How about just a, a touch of Super Bowl trivia? Okay. Okay. I just did you like, is this just Super Bowl just little fact factoids? I just I or did I, listen, you sit down and did you sit down and decide to write some ideas? I spent five minutes just looking up some factoids. I jotted them down and I just thought okay, this is kind of a wet your whistle. It's Super Bowl week. So we've had fifty seven of these suckers. How many quarterbacks have won the Super Bowl? Because obviously there are quarterbacks who won it more than once. One particular guy who just retired won the damn thing seven times. So at the 57 previous Super Bowls, how many quarterbacks have won the Super Bowl? Wow. You know, gut feeling. Because obviously 26. A little higher. A little higher. 34. All right. Quarterbacks have won the Super Bowl. Now, you know, you can do the list how many won more than one. You know, and you can go right through it from the very beginning. You know, Star won the first two. You know, Staubach won it twice. Bradshaw won it four times. You know, you could just get Jim Plunkett won it twice. You know, you can just go down how many won it, you know, more than once. I think that number, I think, reaches double figures, Mark. I do. 
you know, I mean, I could look But that that's up not one of our factoids that we have right it's, now. It's not, actually. Could I mean, be a I, factoid I, for tomorrow. We have a lot of things planned for Super Bowl week now. I mean, we could have Molten's factoid of the day. We have a great segment coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. A yet-to-be-named segment. It has a working title, but it's not well, our What do you work. mean, yet-to-be-named? I thought we named it. Well, I think it's a C-plus title. Yeah, I, C I mean, if we're using the molten grading system. Exactly. And I don't know if we can, you know, this is Super Bowl week. Can you be opening with a C? It's a lot of work to do the rest of the week. But Trent is going to take on Miller and Moulton in a little pop culture in the 8 o'clock hour. I have 12, by the way, as the number of quarterbacks who have won it more than once. That 34 quarterbacks have won the Super Bowl, 30 are still living. Bart Starr, Ken Stabler, Johnny Unitas, and Len Dawson are no longer with us. So 30 of the 34 winning quarterbacks are still with us. But very quickly, Starr, Staubach, Greasy, Bradshaw, Plunkett, Montana, Aikman, Elway, Brady, Roethlisberger, and the two Mannings. And throw in uh, Mahomes. So is that 12 or 13? Those are the quarterbacks who have won it more than once. So there you go. Uh, Also, just gut feeling. 57 previous Super Bowls. Who has won Super Bowl MVP more? The quarterback or everyone else? Ooh, I like that question because recency bias would tell you it's the quarterback, but for a long time they didn't give him. It wasn't an automatic MVP. The quarterback gets it. They actually have given it to a defensive player or two over the course of time. Yes, they have. I'm going to go with other. Close. Quarterback close. 32 of the 57 previous Super Bowl MVPs have been the quarterback. So... So there you go. Thought you were trying to trick us with that second little question. Who was the last non-quarterback to win it? Uh, It was uh, recently. It was two years ago. Cooper Cup. Oh, very nice. Before that, Edelman in the overtime Super Bowl. Von Miller. Von Miller. Those are the last three non-quarterbacks to win the Super Bowl. Then the uh, the Patriot, excuse me, the Seahawks blowout Super Bowl. Mark, remember you asked that question to right. me last week. I knew it was the Seahawks linebacker. I had just forgotten who. It was Malcolm Smith. So actually, four of the last ten MVPs have been non-quarterbacks, and that's pretty much the ratio. So so for anybody out there who's making prop bets. You know, the thought, oh, it'll definitely be the quarterback. Well, actually, it'll be about 60% of the time it's the quarterback. So is someone else worthy of a shekel or two? And based on the fact there's been a couple defensive players in there, you probably get some good odds going on the defensive side of the board with a Super Bowl MVP prop bet. 
you know, I mean, think of it. We had the back-to-back Super Bowls, Deion Branch, Heinz Ward were MVPs. You know, the last Steelers Super Bowl win, Santonio Holmes was the MVP. That so. catch, by the way, that was the play that in my childhood I was like, yeah, football's pretty awesome. That I was, can that see was, where that would do it. That was the play. I was like 10 years old. That was the one. Because it was right after Larry Fitz had just had his big monster play, and I was rooting for the Cardinals. So I was going nuts, and then the Steelers come back down and do that. Just the best part of that was Fitz with the catch, and he's running into the end zone for what he thinks is going to be the game-winning touchdown, and he is watching himself yeah, on, the, on board. the scoreboard running into the end zone. Do you think he was doing that because of the moment, or do you think he was doing that because he's checking to see if no one's behind him and he doesn't want to actually turn his head? Yes. I think I think the first part of it was to see if anybody was behind him, and then as he's running, he's thinking, that's ah, pretty blanket cool. That was awesome. That they was were so game. close. So close. That was a great game. And that's why you were rooting for Arizona, wasn't it? Because you were a Lions fan, and you were rooting for, you know, a team that perpetually loses and had their shot. And my dad was just like, guys, we're not rooting for the Steelers. I just That's how we're doing this this year. <laughs> They've won enough. We haven't. We are not rooting for them. We're rooting for the Cardinals. We have the winners and we have the losers. We're rooting for the losers. Got it? Yep. And they never that- made it back, did they? Uh, no. No, they got to an NFC championship game. Lost to Carolina big. But so there you go. There's just a, there's a touch, a, a taste. That's what I'm talking about. That's how you do it, David. You just pros work right there, David. Well, I semi pro. I mean, you know, I didn't have the exact number of quarterbacks who, you know, had won it more than once. But we filled while you figured it out. It was just fine. No, no one's the wiser. Well, certainly not me. Super Bowl week off to a hot start. And uh, what's our regular segment? 820? What are we doing? Come on, say it. What did you call it? The Super Swifty segment. There it is. Oh, yeah. We're going there. We're big on alliteration on this show. It's the Super Swifty segment. I've got 10 questions. I've got a true song title and one that's completely made up. You guys have to tell me which one of the two is the Wait a minute. Swift song. So you mean to tell me we're playing dead or Canadian? <laughs> that's fantastic. Only we're doing it about Taylor Swift. You're listening to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network. 22 minutes before the hour. Thanks so much for being with us on, well, the first Monday of February and the Monday of Super Bowl 58 week. Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. The NHL resumes after the All-Star break. John Forslund who is only the best hockey play-by-play guy working. He will join us in a little more than an hour. Herm Edwards, he played in one of these Super Bowls. He was assistant coach in one of these Super Bowls. He'll join us coming up in a couple of hours. Right now, it's time for... The Starting Five. Five stories you need to know. It's The Starting Five on Miller & Moulton. Here's number one. All right. 
this could be our our poll question of the day. Did you watch any of the Pro Bowl games? That's right, games. Apparently, it's more than one, and there's no tackling involved. It was in Orlando. Here's another trivia question. How many people were at the Pro Bowl games? If I had given either one of you tickets, and it was convenient, obviously it's a three-hour drive for the both of you, but if it was moderately convenient and I gave you tickets, would you have gone? Probably not. I would have. Is that because you're single and you got nothing going on? Yeah, that's probably a big part of it. And there were five lions there. So, I, you know, I would have loved to go see five lions. He, he just, I mean, there was five lions there. Did you notice there was five lions there? <laughs> right. One, two, three, four, five lions. Count them up. Five lions there. Hey, by the way, did you go to that Miami Vatech game Saturday you were threatening to go to? No. Okay. I didn't. All right. Anyway, back to the Pro Bowl games in Orlando, 55,709 on hand at Camping World Stadium. NFC won 64-59. It's flag football. So I, I don't know what the score is. Baker Mayfield, offensive MVP. Saints linebacker Demario Davis, defensive MVP. How do you give out an MVP when they gave up 59 points? Uh, anyway, 88,000 marked to the winning team, uh, to all the members of the winning team. 44,000 to all the members of the losing team. Uh the Dolphins have named Ravens defensive line coach Anthony Weaver as their new defensive coordinator. Remember when Cliff Kingsbury was going to be the Raiders' offense coordinator? I do. Right. Uh, yeah, that didn't happen. Nope. On the way to the altar, Kingsbury got a better offer. I mean, a hot bridesmaid or something said, no, don't go with her. Go, go with me. He and went, he knows something about a better offer. Uh, so... Uh, Kingsbury's going to be the OC in Washington for Dan Quinn and the Commanders. Now, see, this is where the intrigue. Where was Kingsbury last year? He was one of those uh, advisors, you know, with USC. Who was the quarterback of USC? Where did the quarterback from USC grow up? Washington, D.C. So, you know, yeah, there you go. Right. Got 11 weeks before the draft. Start your rumors. Uh, the Raiders then decided to hire uh, Luke Getze. If you're like, I've heard that name before. Yeah, he got fired by the Bears like a month ago as their offensive coordinator. Uh, Rich Caster, back in the day, tight end. He's actually one of the first tall, man, he can really run. That's a tight end? Rich Caster, 13 years in the league, died at the age of 75. College football, Bill Carr was Steve Spurrier's roommate. He was also the guy hiking him the ball when he won the Heisman Trophy. He then became Florida Athletic Director and helped get their facilities in order and uh, get them out of debt. Bill Carr passed away over the weekend at the age of 78. But the biggest news in college sports, you can argue, happened Friday afternoon. Greg Sankey and Tony Petiti, you know, the SEC and the Big Ten, they said, um, yeah, we're going to partner and we're going to address uh, some of the major issues in college sports. Uh, 
we'll get back to you. Really? I'm waiting. Uh-huh. Yeah, this was a news dump with no information other than the two most powerful conferences in college sports have formed an alliance of some sort. Right. Here's the two fascinating things about this. One, that no other conferences need to be part of this partnership. What have we been saying for a while? This is Coke and Pepsi. The others are cute. You decide which conference is Dr. Pepper, which is Sprite, and what have you. You Knock yourself out. You know, is the Sunbelt ginger ale? You know, we could we could play this game all day. But Coke and Pepsi are going to decide how the soda industry, I mean the college football industry, is going to be run going forward. And secondly, if the attorney generals in Tennessee and Virginia are not ending the NCAA as we know it, I think the SEC and the Big Ten just decided they are going to put the NCAA out of business. Or we're going to dictate to you what the rules are that's what i think is more likely that they would rather have the ncaa as the fall guy as opposed to having all of it on them so they will dictate to the ncaa how things are going to run and if by some chance that you've got a hair up your and you're not going to accept our recommendations well we'll just do our own thing and you can go the way of new coke See what I did there? The whole soda. It's pretty good. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, NBA. uh, The Clippers, by the way, are 25 and 5 in their last 30. They started out the year 8 and 10. They acquired Harden. It wasn't working. Yeah, it's working. They went into Miami, beat the Heat 103 95. Uh, Since we're not allowed to talk about this team, or at least. You can talk about them all you want. Well, then Orlando went into Detroit and beat the Pistons 111.99 because who the hell doesn't go into Detroit and beat the Pistons? They're 6-43. and 43. And yet somebody we know is still betting on them when they're at home. They're at home. Magic are four games above 500. Uh, Phoenix beat Washington 140-112. Bradley Beal going back to D.C. It was very emotional to no one. But he had 43. And the Wizards, hey, I don't want to get them off the hook. I mean, the Pistons have only won six times, but Washington's only won nine. So, you know, that needs to be pointed out also. But today's sign of the apocalypse is NBA All-Star Game. It's coming up in a couple weeks. They have to, uh, well, I guess they have to have coaches for this. So now they have a rule mark in which if you were the coach last year, you can't be the coach this year even though your team second year in a row you've got the best record at the all-star break no 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 we need to we need to share is it share or just the teams that don't want to go back two years in a row well it's true the coaching staffs may have said really i kind of like a vacation i haven't seen my wife in four months okay i gotta see i, mean, if, you I, know, I that, think it could be b on that one day yes, i really do i did so anyway maybe well they got the rule passed so the Celtics, second year in a row, they got the best record in the East heading into the All-Star break. But is it the, you know, Missoula guy? He was coached the team last year. So he he's out. So the second best team in the East, their coach coaches the All-Star game. 
Well, Milwaukee is the second best record in the East. Doc Rivers has coached four games. He's one and three. You know who's coaching the East in the All-Star game? Uh-huh. Doc Rivers. Even Doc came out and said, uh, this is awkward. This is not good. Uh, whatever money I get from this, I'm going to give to Adrian Griffin. And apparently they get like, I don't know, a pin, a ring. They get an All-Star ring. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to send this to Adrian. This this isn't right. In fact, maybe I can talk to the commissioner and we got to do something about this. Maybe Adrian can coach the All-Star game. He's got nothing else going on. Well, I think Doc's trying to let the staff coach it. Like, let the staff go. Anyway, uh, Milwaukee lost in Utah by 15. Uh, Zach Levine out for the year, right foot surgery. That's a bummer for the Bulls because they were really trying to trade him. Really is a bummer for the Bulls because he was going to get moved. Yes. Might have been the biggest name going at the deadline, too. 28 year old uh, shooting guard, very athletic. I mean, he's not a great shooter, but, you know, they don't require that out of shooting guards anymore. It's the NBA. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, serious note Joel Embiid, they're not calling it a torn meniscus, but apparently what they're calling it is a synonym for a torn meniscus in his left knee. Well, that's a problem. He's going to be out multiple weeks. Like there, Most people don't think you're going to see him beat again in February. He'll come back sometime in March for the Sixers. Uh, Earl Curitan died at the age of 66. He was a part of two world championship teams. He was a part of, I think, the Sixers... 83 team and he was also on one of the houston rockets teams but he's actually had been working in the pistons organization for a long time community guy beloved uh, a lot of people in the nba were broken up when they found the news yesterday that earl puritan died at the age of 66. it was a huge weekend at college hoops saturday probably the best day of the regular season uh carolina beat duke kansas beat houston UConn beat St. John's, pulled away in the second half at the Garden. Tennessee went to Rupp and beat Kentucky and 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 handled them, Heisman them, basically. All right. Um, and Gators followed up the win at Kentucky by losing at AM. Florida State with a loss they could not afford at Louisville. They would have been in third place in the ACC if they had just won at Louisville. They lost. Miami did beat Votek 82-74. UCF upset Oklahoma at home. Think about the wins UCF has this year, first year of the Big 12. Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas, good for them. And South Florida, still tied for first in the American. They beat North Texas on the road 60-55. to uh, the big game yesterday, second-ranked Purdue went into Wisconsin, beat the sixth-ranked Badgers 75-69. to 69. Uh, Women's Hoop, South Carolina, improved to 21-0. They beat Ole Miss by 29. And Mark, Caitlin Clark, this just in, she's pretty good. Yes, she is. She uh, Excuse me. got the A slot on Big Fox on Saturday night. What, at 38 in the win against Maryland? 38 and... This may be more impressive. Do you know how many people showed up for the Maryland's home women's basketball game against Iowa? One for every seat, David. 17,950. Tickets going for 400 a crack outside. 
unreal Caitlin Clark, who's now 66 points away from becoming the all-time leading scorer. World Cup, excuse me. I got a little tickle here in my throat. Well, fix the tickle, David. We can, you know, you tickle away and we'll we'll gab for a little bit. Uh, they announced that the World Cup final, you know, reports a couple of weeks ago said it was going to be in Dallas. Yeah, it's not. It's going to be in Jersey at MetLife Stadium. Now, all the World Cup venues have to be grass. Well, a lot of them are football stadiums that are turf. The NFL players are like, uh, so wait a minute. You'll put grass down for the soccer guys, but not for us. Hmm. Yeah, that's a it's a bad look, especially at MetLife. Of all the places where they had so many significant injuries on that turf, there, it's just a bad look to me for MetLife to go grass when they won't do it for football. The optics are terrible. They really are. Golf. Well, they canceled the final round at Pebble, so it turned into a limited field fifty-four hole event. With huge purse and uh, Wyndham Clark, who shot a 60 on Saturday, ended up winning by one. Which is funny because in Mexico, they had a limited field, huge purse, 54-hole tournament on the LIV tour. Joaquin Neiman beat Sergio Garcia in a playoff. See, the one event you get... World golf ranking points, you get exemptions for two years, the whole deal. Uh, the other, uh, you get the cash. Yeah, Neiman shot 59 on fr- Friday. Friday. Yeah, we had a 59 and a 60 over the weekend in golf. One counted, the other didn't. And at seven minutes before the hour, that was. That was the starting five every weekday morning at this time on Miller and Moulton. So, I think I got it all in. If I missed it, you know, you'll let me know. Twitch chat room will let me know. Text line at 21,000, they'll let me know. I know I didn't miss any spring football scores. I mean, that nothing gets me in trouble with the Twitch chat room more than missing a spring football league score. So, I know that hasn't started yet, Mark. And I know you really want to know because no one's into spring football quite like you. 